airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we've got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. Welcome to your Friday. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, Sherry V is over in Studio CC. We are going to get the phone lines open um, pretty quickly here because it's Friday. And I think that there probably are many questions and comments that our listeners have based on our show topics um, this week. And uh, and I want to allow for that to be able to happen. Before we do that, I want to remind our listeners about the Marriage Family Life Conference that is in this early bird window special type of thing. Yes. <laughs> until until April 1st. Until April 1st, uh, you can get the early bird uh, rate. Go to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net to register. Uh, our conference will be June 24th through the 26th here in Tupelo, Mississippi. Uh, it's going to be a great time. We have uh, a great lineup of, of uh, speakers. The the theme for this year's conference is by design. Uh, mm-hmm. We're talking about marriage done God's way, by his design. And so um, we also have the Youth Apologetics track mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be a part of this conference as you know, it was a part of the other conferences. We there's something that we want to do that we really want to minister to the whole family, and so uh, bring the whole family, register the whole family, uh, children from age four to seventeen can participate in the youth apologetics track, and you can get more information about the conference, marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net, and like you said before, April first ends the early bird rate, so I would get those uh, tickets, those registration tickets now, and because. Uh, after April 1st, the price is going to go up. But marriagefamilylife.net. Marriagefamilylife.net. So yes. I have picked up, again, um, writing. I began, I think it was, <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed to say this. I think it was 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. that I began writing a children's devotional for our children. I, I began writing it, <clears throat> excuse me, because I wanted something for our kids to have that, um, would help them not only think deeply about their faith, but something that they could do just every day, yeah. you know? And, <clears throat> excuse me, as I started writing it, I would have JD read the entries, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, just for readability. Yeah. And um, at the time, I guess he was eight. So, yeah, I guess maybe it has <laughs> been maybe two years, almost like pushing three years yeah. uh, that I started writing it. And um, it's one of those things where, you know, there's always something that is pressing. So I have so much respect for writers because it's just difficult to write. It is very difficult to write. And these people, I'm thinking Alex McFarlane and them, who write like book (laughs) after book after book. You know what I mean? Um, I have so much respect for them because to sit down and to discipline yourself to write, um, certainly a book is, is difficult to do. And so last night... 
uh, that was my that was my prayer request when you had us kind of pair off and, and pray one for another mm-hmm. after praying corporately, pray one for another. Mm-hmm. And uh, interestingly enough, I was I was paired with J.D. He was sitting closest to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so he told me what he wanted prayer for. And then mm-hmm. I told him what I wanted prayer for. And I wanted prayer um, for uh, discipline. Like I, I just I want to do the things that I believe that the Lord um, has equipped me to do mm-hmm. and expects me to do. And um, I don't want it to be a thing where I'm just like not doing what God has called me to do. Right. And so confessing that one to another. Right. There's an amazing something that happens when you confess that and you ask for prayer. Um, there is like almost like an, an automatic accountability. Mm. Right. Where now I, I feel like I have I have said that and I have asked for prayer regarding that. So now at any point he could ask me. Have you been writing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are yeah. you writing? And so it was, you know, the, the weird thing was, so this morning at Old Dark 30, <laughs> um, you know, I had that in my heart. Like one of the first things I thought about when I woke up this morning was, mm-hmm. okay, you know, the baby's asleep. I could probably get in some time to write. And uh, not long after I, I got back into it, um, working on one of the entries for this devotional, um, JD comes through the hall and, and he walks by and then he kind of does this. He doesn't want to interrupt, but he wants to, he can't help himself. <laughs> he just is, he's just built that way, you know? And, uh, and then he says, he goes, are you, are you writing? You know? And I said, actually I am like, I, I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do this. And, and the, the reason, you know, my, my thinking is that once you, um, submit your prayer requests one to another. You know, you're you're not just waiting for, excuse the expression, something to just magically happen to where all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Like mm. you, there, depending on what it is that you're waiting for the Lord to do, um, there is some requirement on your end as well, yeah. right? Like I can't say, Lord, help me to be a disciplined writer, but then don't write, you know what I mean? Like I, you know, he's not going to just like pick me up, lift me up from the bed and then carry me over to the computer. (laughs) Which would be kind of cool. wouldn't it? I mean, you know, that would be one of those things that, you know, if the apostle Paul were living today, that would be one of those things where he would say, um, I know of a man. Like he wouldn't even like own it, you know, (laughs) whether in the body or out of the body. I don't know. Um, Anyways, uh, so I'm working on that and, and I'm, I'm saying that because, man, there, there's so much that is um, being pumped out into our culture that is an attack on our kids. Yeah. And it really does anger me. It's not yeah. just something that for me is a talking point. It does anger me. Not that I think that, you know, in the body of Christ, all of the kids are my kids. They're not. They're your <laughs> kids. You understand? They're your grandkids. They're your nieces and nephews as well. But I just, man, if we could recognize the great expectation that the gospel would proliferate in our families first, Mm -hmm. um, we would be way more guarded, I think, than we are. Way more protective of our kids and and our grandkids and our nieces and nephews because, man, we have the faith. We have the the most ardent faith. And and so we need to be passing that on to them. And I'm just thinking, you know, if, if, what is his name, Ibram X. Kendi. Yeah. Is writing woke oh literature goodness. for kids. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. Board books. He's yeah, writing woke, right. yes. woke books for kids. Yes. And here I am. You know, I mean, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we could, there's there's one there's one thing that you can do where you're just like, you know, 
decrying all of the things that, you know, I just you're snarky at the culture. <laughs> Get off my lawn, culture. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, don't yeah. walk on my grass. And that's how, you know, that's 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 why you tune in, because that's a lot of what we do here. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in addition to that, in addition to that, um, we could we could build sidewalks kind of mm. a thing, too. You know, instead of just just yelling about what's going on in the culture, we can provide a response. Um, and, and for me, it is to build up our kids, yeah. to build up Amen. our kids so that they can stand so that they can be culture proof. And how yes. do we do that? You know, we we make sure that they are able to not only know what they believe, but communicate what they believe. We want them to have the kind of conviction and the kind of passion behind what they have, you know, uh, they say they have accepted. Mm-hmm. We want them to have the kind of conviction and compassion that um is that has longevity. Yeah. Right. That it's not just something they, they did when they were kids. That yeah. It really takes root in their heart. So yeah. anyway, I, I would like for our listeners to pray for me because um, each of us has a specific role that God has um, equipped us to play. Mm-hmm. Right. Each of us. We you know, in our various jobs, our various capacities in our homes, out in, in the world, so to speak. Um, We have a role that God has equipped us to play. And I really do believe, I really do believe that um, the Lord has not only called and equipped, but expects me to do something, to do something for the body of Christ um, to help us stand, Mm. to help our kids stand. And I take it very seriously. And I know that after, you know, two to three year hiatus here that this this book is one that I have to write. I, our kids need to have um, the same type of attention and focus put on them that the world wants to put on them. You know what I mean? The world yeah. wants to turn its attention and its focus. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I mean, we talked to, about it, it yesterday. Has. You it saw has. you saw what, you know, they're trying to indoctrinate as far as the those PSAs from Cartoon Network. You know, like, oh. I mean... They they pull out all the stops, and I was just really I was just thinking about Man. this as you were talking. You know, in sports, they talk about how some of the best your best offense is like defense is your best offense. Like you you yeah. can get, but man, I, I feel like in the in, in the body of Christ, man, I, from my mindset, I'm ready to play offense. Like let's yeah, stop playing. Right. You know, not having you know let's attack. You know, you got to be in right. attack mode at some point. And, right. and and I think you know the things that God has placed in people's heart to do ministry wise, whether it's books, whether mm-hmm. it's whatever it may be, mm-hmm. man, you know, pray to the Lord to help you to 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 do those things because yep. we have to be in attack Amen. mode. We have to, that's right. You know, defense, man, it's good. It's good. You you got to have great defense, but man, you know, the position of being on offense and you know, <sighs> you know, uh, uh, training up our kids, indoctrinating our kids, not yes. you know playing goalie all the time. Like, that's right, man. Yeah. You yep. know, we should be. Uh, uh, throwing some blows as well like That's you know right. and so yeah I, I think you know a book like you're talking about devotional book and other things you know and, and just what we do at our in our homes on a mm-hmm. daily basis mm-hmm. is playing offense That's you know right. That's and so, so yeah and it's we need important. to be about playing offense so vital <laughs> all right well let's let's um let's recap what we talked about this week since um, that may be a really good segue if we work our way back from Thursday to Monday. On yesterday, we talked about culture-proofing your kids, um, teaching them the truth mm-hmm. um, so that there is not a vacuum that is created because you don't, because the culture wants to step in and fill that. 
Okay, mm-hmm. so culture proof mm-hmm. your kids and the context of that conversation, just in case you weren't able to listen. Um, although I would imagine if you're calling in to comment, you did listen and you have some comments on it. But the context of that conversation was the increasing move in entertainment directed specifically at kids to indoctrinate them on the question of ethnicity. Our, our culture calls it racism. Um, but on the question of ethnicity and partiality, um, our culture is seeking to indoctrinate kids, not only in schools, but in their entertainment. And even, I would say, not um, partiality, mm-hmm. but certainly human sexuality. Um, our kids are being indoctrinated in cartoons, in schools, and even um, in the foods that they consume. Where you've got, you know, like Oreo cookies, <laughs> and you've got Ritz crackers, mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. you name it. Mm-hmm. All of them adopting a philosophy that says, you know, it's our job right. to get into the fray here and make sure that um, we create the kind of world we want to live in. And they know that in order for them to do that, they have got they've got to teach the children well and let them lead the way. <laughs> yeah, you see what I did there? Uh, I see what you did there. Okay, they so they, un- they truly understand that. You they know. understand the children yeah. are the future. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was uh that was on Thursday. And then on Wednesday, we looked at a few headlines that just don't stand up in the world. Mm. Right? Like these are the kinds of things that are happening right now in our culture, happening right now in twenty first century America. And then you compare that to you know, these the eternal things that are going on. And it's amazing that we even have to deal with those things, although mm-hmm. some of them are worth dealing with. You you have to talk about what's going on. Um, why are they can- why are they canceling Dr. Seuss? Mm. Why are they saying that three month old babies can be racist? Their <laughs> word. All right. Um, we have to talk about those things. But it's also important for us to have an eternal focus where, you know, Christians are being forced to eat pages of their Bible. Man. OK. And that is threat and intimidation. <laughs> All right. In Venezuela. Um then on Tuesday, we asked the question, is sexuality doctrinal? Is sexuality a doctrine issue? Is it a doctrinal issue? Um, and that was in the context of looking at Bethany Christian Services, um, making the decision on a national level mm-hmm. to um, allow for their agencies, their various chapters across this country, to allow lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender um, so-called couples to adopt children and saying that the reason they're taking that position is because they're going to let churches battle out doctrine. They just want to place children. Hmm, you see what they did there. So, of course, we, we had to anyway talk about that. Um, and then on Monday, we started out the week asking the question, what color is the Bible? And then we talked about hmm. how we view the scriptures, how we read and study the scriptures, exegesis versus eisegesis. Are we reading into the scriptures what we want? Or are we taking away from the scriptures what they say, what the word of God is saying? What color is the Bible? So that's how we started out the week. Um, When we come back on the other side of the break, the phone lines will be open. 888-589-8840. You can comment on any of that. 888-589-8840. Sherry B is in Studio CC. She will take your calls, get you queued up, and we'll come back and talk a little bit about what we've been through this week. Stay right there.
Welcome back. This is Erin Lee Addison on American Family Radio. It's the Friday edition. We take more of your calls and have more of a conversation around the content that we have put out throughout the week. And, um, and you are a huge part of this that we call the Gumbo Show. So as I understand from Will the Great, the phone lines are lit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're excited about that. So let's, let's go right to them. 888-589-8840. Oh, let me just say, I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And that was uh, Path of Revelation, Bragging Rights. All right. Um, Sherry B over in Studio CC. Got a bunch of calls queued up. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right. Let's go to Catherine in Ohio. Hi, Catherine. Hello. 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 Uh, so nice to be able to call in. Um, Will the Great, you've yeah. got a little spicy flavor there with that wife of yours. I like it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's funny. Well, I'm from New Orleans, so I like spice, <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> yeah, you compliment gumbo. each other well. Thank you. Oh, yeah. thank you. Um, I heard uh, some of your show yesterday, and unfortunately I didn't get to hear the rest of it because I truly love listening to you all. Oh, thank you. And it was about your your son and him coming across the Civil War history. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I can tell you I'm a senior citizen now, so my elementary days are long gone. <laughs> but my father's side is quite a bit Native American. And when I was a little girl, I was the pale face in the family. Hmm. I had strawberry blonde hair and blue eyes, did not get a tan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, The rest of my family um, did so. And I found myself year after year reading the history books and standing up and reading. We had to stand up and read back then. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I would have to read the descriptions of the cowboy and Indians, the savages, the brutals, Mm. the um, nearly subhuman people who uh there was a lot of very negative words Mm -hmm. used to describe the native americans at that time Mm -hmm. and as you might imagine i'm standing and reading this and in it was almost like i was incognito because that's my father's side Mm. and to stand up and read these words called savages Mm. and um you know, it it does have an effect on children. Hmm. And I thought when I was listening to you guys yesterday, I'm sorry, I'm nervous. Goodness. That's okay. No, you're um, fine. I think about the children today, the children that their ethnic background and the classes that they have to attend and um, what might be spoken of in those classes today and how much... Equally, but even more so, how how um, damaging that could be. Mm-hmm. I looked at my grandfather. He's not running around loincloth. <laughs> you know, he's, mm-hmm. you understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do. There's a lot of, there's a lot of children that are faced with that. Yeah. Catherine, you, I want to thank you so much. I appreciate your comments and, and I appreciate you taking your time to express that so that it's um, it's measured. And, you know, because I think that's always the balance that we're trying to find. Mm-hmm. How do we communicate what we're saying without sounding like the people that we're often trying to say, hold on a second. But that's not the direction that we need to run in. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would just like to say that that is why it is so important 
for parents to lead out and not only knowing what their kids are learning, Mm -hmm. but when they hear something that they cannot reconcile to their conviction, Mm -hmm. then they need to fix it. Yeah. You, you need to fix it. Yeah. And, and, and I can't stress that enough. You know, before we made the decision to educate our kids at home, we would spend time, you know, and, and it was so crammed. Like, it was just like, ah, you know, so you're, you're helping with the homework. But then in the course of helping with the homework, you start to hear things and you're like, no, <laughs> that's not, that's not how we describe that biblically. That's right. not how we talk, you know? And so parents have a responsibility. And this is why I say that depending on how it is that you're educating your kids, there may be um, moments where it's a little more labor intensive because not only are you trying to write on this slate, but you've got to spend time erasing some things mm-hmm. and then rewriting. Yeah. Because in the yeah. time that we live in now, you know, there are people who want to run in these crazy directions mm-hmm. to Catherine's point. There are people who want to run in these crazy directions and then say, so, and, and, and remember, I'm talking about in a schoolroom context, they want to say, so you need to feel perpetually guilty. Mm. Right. So because that was wrong, because this should not have happened, you now bear the guilt of that. Man, I you know, there's a part I'm I think about in that kind of context. And then I you know, and I think about the kids who are told and you are always a victim. Right. You are always a victim. Someone will always owe you something. <laughs> um, What kind of mental state? are we creating in, in these kids? You right, understand right. where no, one right. is always feeling guilty and the other is always feeling like they're a victim. Right. They, they, you know, I can't man. do anything. It's just, <laughs> and, and then, you know, and then we're, we're, we're kind of like, you know, we, we don't understand why they're over, overly depressed, why we have to have them on meds to regulate their emotions and their behavior and all of these things. I mean, right. all of these things must be taken into consideration together. But again, the Bible provides a remedy. The remedy is truth. Amen. The Amen. remedy is truth. Amen. And man, you know, anyways, yeah. So thank you for your comments, Catherine. I, I could continue talking about this, but I'll squeeze in some more calls. Make sure that we get in the max number. Uh, Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Cynthia in Texas. Hi, Cynthia. Hello, hello, hello. How are you all today? Good, hello. good. Good, good, good. Hey, it's been a while since I called in. I, I just wanted to comment a minute ago, I kind of felt in, I kind of heard something when Miki was talking about, you know, about maybe writing a book and, I, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to say what the two of you all are doing every day on the radio and reaching out, especially to these families. I mean, I got to know Mariah, Gabby, and JD. And, <laughs> and, and, and yesterday, even when you said, I guess it was JD that underlined Mm -hmm. The uh, sentences in the book, right? You know, it's like because you all are teaching them, and this is what this program to me is, is teaching us as Christians what we should do in the home Mm. first and then in our community, you know, but we start from the very basic. Yes. But I just said, you know, you can always write a book, girl, because you've got it in you. You've got <laughs> enough material. You can always throw a book together. I've written a book together. I think I've sent you a book. But anyway, but I wait a wanted minute. to let y'all know that y'all are awesome. Huh? Well, wait a minute. Did Hello? you send me a book? Yeah, it's, it's, it's called It's Just Crazy. But anyway. <gasps> That's you. Just, oh, yes, I have it. Yeah. I didn't listen. Yeah, that, 
Okay, no, go ahead. Oh, wow. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> but you notice, I, I, even in the book, I don't put my email address. I didn't do it. I get people calling me all the time with interview on radio. So I don't want to do that. I just wrote it for Christians. Like, okay, yeah. look. <laughs> this is who I was, but when God got hold of me, mm -hmm. this, he'll forgive you, <laughs> he redeems you, he loves you, and move on and do what God has placed in your life to do for the kingdom of God right now, especially what's going on. Mm -hmm. And But I'm telling you all, I listen every day, wow. and I get so touched with, but you know, what you all are doing with y'all children should be an example to every person that listens to this program, if you take the time with people, relationships, and in this case with the children, they, without you telling them, and yesterday, the other day about the exegesis and eisegesis, it's like stick with exegesis. Just stick with the Word of God. <laughs> Amen. And, 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 and you don't have to go and tell your life story to prove that this word is true, just, Amen. you know, like you say, cross-reference. They give you mm -hmm. cross-reference. Study the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, study to show yourself approved unto God, work and they need not be ashamed. But Amen. I don't want to keep going. I didn't even know what I was going to say, but I felt it in your heart like, oh, okay, maybe I should write a book. Like I just say it like this. Girl, you can write a book anytime if you want to. I only wrote a book because I go to the library, I read a lot, and I said, it's billions of books, and I don't have a book on the shelf. <laughs> That's the only reason I wrote the book. I oh, mean, man. I'm an artist, I'm a musician, I've done all kinds. All I want to do now, because, you know, I've called in before that when the, when the pandemic started, mm -hmm. it, I, I used to walk the parks with signs saying, yes. Jesus is coming back, mm -hmm. repent. Mm -hmm. That's me. I, I, I do whatever God leads me to do, and I'm okay being on the the backside, because it'll be like Jesus. You know, nobody even knew who he was because mm. he just fit in. I don't need a spotlight. Amen. You know, and that's what it is. Is and But you all are doing what God called you all to do. And y'all are just such a blessing. And as a oh, couple, thank you, thank and you. even when the baby was born, Timothy, <laughs> it, uh, you know, uh, uh, Will, you did a great job. Thank you. You know, I'm but but y'all are just a blessing, and I love you all. And mm. I didn't know what to say today, but I just had to call in. Well, well thank, thank you, you so for much. your encouragement. Thank I'm you. so glad that you called in, and I'm so glad that you made the connection because we received your book. And recently here, I told Will, I said, I don't know how to contact this author. Like, I did not make the connection that you are the author. We've had the book for quite some time now. So anyway, Cynthia, thank you so much for that. And I really do appreciate you and your encouragement. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Kathy in North Carolina. Hi, Kathy. Hello. Hello. I just love your show. I listen to it every day. Oh, well, thank you. I, I do. I have two short, I'll keep them short, two stories. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they're going to be a little bit graphic, you know, in case anybody wants to, you know, get the kids away. Uh, it was back in the 50s, late 50s, and my mom and dad were very naive when it came to gays and lesbians. <laughs> Excuse me. He was about uh, 10 or 11 years old, and this friend of my mother's wanted to take him home with him, and my mom and dad let him go. And when he got there, he had bought him some new clothes and offered him some money. He put his hand down my brother's pants, okay. wanted him to go to the bedroom and try the clothes on. My brother threw the clothes at him, threw the money at him, and walked out. 
he only lived a couple blocks from my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was like eight, late 80s, early 90s. I was working with this young lady. She was about 22, 23 years old. She started dating one of the young men, and, and she too was a little naive. And um, they were both working there. She started dating the young man. He seemed to be very nice. And he moved in with her. She had two small children, a seven-year-old girl and a nine-year-old boy. And come to find out that while she was at work and he was watching the kids, mm-hmm. he was molesting her son Man, and threatened him not to say anything. Yeah. Kathy, and let me just brother, say, just I mean, he's still going through therapy right now. Let me say something. I, I want to make sure, and I know that you did this, and I appreciated that you issued a disclaimer. And I, because this is something that is so difficult to talk about, yeah. you know, certainly not understanding or not knowing who could possibly be in the audience. But I want at this point, because you've mentioned something that I think is important, and then I want to let you pick up with your comment. I want to mention that one of the things that gets tackled in um, our documentary, In His Image, Mm -hmm. is this kind of um, situation where this happens and it shapes and changes a person's life um, almost forever, you know, barring the grace of God and the renewal of a person's mind in the Lord Jesus Christ. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that in because as soon as you started talking I was reminded of one particular testimony um, where this is the case and it led them down a destructive lifestyle. So um, go ahead, Kathy. Well, like, you know, my brother has two sons now and uh, one has three and the other one has uh, uh, four children. And he stays terrified, you know, keeping an eye on those children, you know, to make sure that nothing happens to Mm -hmm. them. But like I said, my brother... um, I'm going to be 77 Mm -hmm. uh, this year, and my brother is going to be 76. Mm. And to this day, he's still seeing a therapist, so he just can't get over it. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Kathy, thank you. I I appreciate you um, sharing that with us. And and I, I am confident that our listeners can gather from that exactly the point that you're making. Yeah. Based on what we talked about this week in in this program, um, I think that... What you're saying um, is quite clear there. And so I want to thank you for trusting us with that information and for sharing that. I also want to say something because um, of what Kathy just said. We got a call from Lisa in Texas um, earlier this week. I think when we talked about Bethany Christian Services and their new policy that they were um, implementing. Mm -hmm. And Lisa called in right at the end of the show. And she said, well, what would you say to my friend who grew up in an, in a horrible environment and said that he would have given anything to not have been um, abused uh, regardless of the, the way the quote unquote family was structured. Right. Um, we have a guest who is going to join us next week on Tuesday, who's going to talk specifically not, not only about um, Bethany Christian services, but going to talk about the rights of children and help us answer that question and help us frame a discussion, um, not only around that question, but around other questions that I think we need to ask. (laughs) Maybe we're not asking those questions. And I'll I'll give you just a hint. Um, One big question is, do adults have a right to children or do children have a right to parents? Hmm. 
Hmm. Do adults have a right to children? Come on. <laughs> or do children have a right to parents? And of course, when I say parents, I am talking about God's design. God's design, right? So we're going to talk about that hmm. next week and maybe unpack some other points of discussion as we go along. Hopefully you'll be able to join us on Tuesday. Again, Kathy, I just want to say thank you so much for calling us. Um, we'll grab, grab the break and come back and take some more of your calls. Stay right there. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. It's the Friday edition where we uh, take more of your calls. We're discussing the week's shows, and so you can comment on any of that or anything else. And if we are knowledgeable, now we're knowledgeable. Just open the phone lines. <laughs> I called it. <laughs> you call that as a last name? I call Nigel as a last name. Knowledgeable is what I was going for, but it landed at Nigel, and guess what? Now it's a word. Now it's a word. Um, 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Um, Sherry B. Sherry is over in Studio CC, and she will take your calls and get you queued up, and you can talk to myself or more to Will. Um, <laughs> oh, my. Well, what are you waiting on? All right. Go to <laughs> let's go to Malcolm in Tennessee. Oh, hi, Malcolm. Yeah. Hey, hi. Hello. Uh, yeah. I think what I'm talking, uh, calling about fits right in with what y'all were talking about today. Okay. And that is uh, how we raise our children. And I, I would like for you to look at Titus 2, mm-hmm. if, if, you, if you're able to call that up right fast and, and, uh, and just read it. Yeah, I know, I, know the, I know the context of it mm-hmm. where um, Titus is, or well, Timothy, good grief. I'm, you know what? I'm going home. Paul. Paul is talking to Titus <laughs> about family structure, how older women are to be teaching younger women that they're to be keepers of their home and older men be teaching younger men how, how they are to behave. Um, but go ahead. What specifically, which portion, Malcolm, do you want me well, to look? Uh, the way I, I remember it, I, I, I couldn't ever call it up on my little old iPhone. <laughs> but it says the, the older women should be keepers of the home. This is, I'm, I'm abbreviating, so teachers of the home and teaching the younger children to be, uh, uh, you know, laws of the husband. Chased That's right. And, okay. And uh, in other words, the old-fashioned way that I was raised, I'm 90 years old. Wow. Oh, God bless you. That's awesome. Thank you, Malcolm. I, I don't Do hear it. I don't hear sermons on anything like that mm. uh, uh, anywhere, and uh, it's uh, that 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 is not just that's not the only thing, but mm-hmm. it's one of the big things, and that's not the only place it's mentioned in the Bible. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, so no, I agree with you. 
analysis of it. Okay. And, uh, okay. Well, thank you, Malcolm. We appreciate that call. Um, Ninety did years. He say, did, did he say I would like your analysis? Yeah, of I, think it? So. I didn't catch that last. Okay, I think so. Um, yeah, no, I think that Titus two should be taught. I think it yeah. should be taught in context, mm-hmm. and I think that the big picture should be understood. One of the things that I think we have missed when we go to Titus two, and and um, I'm going to say this carefully here, mm-hmm. that we think that this excludes the father's role, mm. that it is just the wife that is to be the keeper of the home. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, because we have taken this big picture, right, out of context, we have thought that it is okay for dads to be absent because the wife is the keeper of the home. That was never intended. That was never God's intent. Mm. So when you have a culture where you have women who are busy bodies, who are not caring for their homes, they have to be instructed to care for their homes, mm-hmm. right? To care for their homes. And so that would apply to any culture anywhere, but it may not look like what it looks like in America, right? This is a condition of the heart. It is not, I want to say this, it is not just a position of the feet. It is a condition of the heart. Mm. So you can have a mom who is at home who is not keeping her home. That's true. Okay, this instruction goes way beyond where you are. It is what you are doing. Mm -hmm. It is the condition of your heart, right? Notice that when Paul is given this instruction to Titus, he says, this is uh, Titus chapter two, verse three, older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good and to train the young women to love their husbands and children to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. Mm -hmm. Um, If you look at this in context, this is right after (laughs) this is right after Paul has kind of written to Titus about what he is dealing with in Crete. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Some of their own poets have even said, or one of in in chapter one, verse (laughs) 12, One of the Cretans, a poet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. Mm. So and and, and by the way, for people who don't like broad generalizations and stereotypes, um, Paul writes, this testimony is true. (laughs) Okay, go read it. Y'all got to love the word. Okay, go read it. He writes, this testimony is true. Therefore, rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith, not devoting themselves to Jewish myths and the commands of people. He goes on. But the context of it is that as a Christian now, though you are living in a culture that is wild and untethered, you don't live that way. Amen. That's right. Here are these people. These (laughs) women are wild. They're everywhere doing everything. Not you, though. Mm -hmm. Not you. Even though you're dwelling in the midst of people that are going after and doing all of these things. Not you. I have said, and I try to be very careful. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I understand culture that is deeply rooted, okay? I have long said that the Industrial Revolution, if you you look back at it, I think that that is the moment that we in some ways began to reinterpret this scripture to fit what was expedient for us in the United States of America. Mm. Oh, yep, the husband goes off and gets the bacon, brings it home, and the wife fries it. So the husband doesn't, he doesn't really have that big a role in the kids' lives. It's the the wife. It's the wife. It's the wife. 
But this scripture actually drills down something that goes a little bit deeper. And honestly, I think if inspected and applied would upset a lot of how we live in America. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Look, because go ahead. And I was going to say one other point to this scripture is kind of similar. It, it reminds me of, I believe it's in Peter when it talks about giving a, a, a reason for the hope that you have. Well, amen. This way of living that Paul is, is, is talking about in uh, Titus will also provoke the question mm-hmm. for the hope that that they would have because That's it's, exactly it's right. so counter <laughs> what their culture is, you know, in Crete. And, you know, it's it's such a it's such a, uh, a difference that the Christians would stick out by the women, by the men, you know, by everybody uh, being godly and Amen. not being like the rest of the so- uh, society, you know. That's so, exactly right. So, you know, even in living this way, it's not for, it, it, it points back to the gospel and giving yes. people a reason for why you believe in and how you, how you believe, you know. Yes, because remember, if if what we are saying and oh, I want to be so careful here. <clears throat> if what we are saying is that. And, and I'm not sure that this is what our brother Malcolm was driving at, mm-hmm. right? But if what we are saying is that a wife or a mother can never work outside of her home or can never do anything outside of her home, then we would have to go through Proverbs 31, certain portion of it, and use a Sharpie over it. Mm-hmm. Because this Proverbs 31 woman, this wife of noble character, like... I mean, she was just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. She was unbelievable, right? The things that she was doing and the ability that God had given her. And yet, and watch this, and yet part of this massive description that we read about her includes the care for her family. So her family is not left kind of adrift while she's out, you know, achieving all that is to be achieved. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So what Paul was not doing was saying to a group of people that your wives can't work. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, your wives can't work. That's not what he was saying. Mm -hmm. What he was saying was that wives and husbands must live in such a way that the gospel is not maligned, Mm -hmm. that God's name is not blasphemed. Because, look, you live in the midst of a culture where these people are wild. (laughs) Their own poets say that they're wild. I mean, in a modern context, it would be like the rappers who are from this area say that they're about this life. (laughs) Right. And in a modern context, Paul would be like, yep, they're keeping it 100. That's right. (laughs) They're like that. Right. You understand? And then he goes on to tell Titus how he is to not only select elders, but how older women. And guess what? This is in the faith. Mm-hmm. This is those who are in the Lord, those who are seasoned in the Lord. They are to instruct younger women how they are to live mm. among those ways and how they are to live must include love and respect for their husbands, mm-hmm. submission to their. You can't be wild like your cohorts out there. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you have to love your children. Mm-hmm. You have to be working at your home. You can't just be letting your home grow like a weed. Thinking that you don't need attended. I know women who think that because they are there, that is the least and the most that they can do. (laughs) That's it's not where your feet are that make this, you know, I'm living in obedience to this. It's what you're doing there. It is. You must be working and tending your home. You your home cannot be um, people look at your home and then they're just like, 
Oh, and that's what Christians do? <laughs> that's how Christians live? There are some people who will say, oh, I'm a Titus 2 woman. Yes, I'm, I'm in my house. But they disrespect their husbands. Eesh. They undermine their husband's authority. Uh-oh. They backbite, talk about their husbands to other women. You're not, that's not Titus 2 just because you're there. Is today Friday? I'm sorry. Oh, no, I, no, yes, no, let's no. go back no, to no. the phone lines. <laughs> just, I have strong feelings about this, just, Malcolm. <laughs> Brother Malcolm, I have strong feelings about this. If we let the text lead us, Okay, Mm -hmm. and we follow it. We don't come to the text as an American and say, well, according to my understanding, this is what that ought to look like. Mm. Before the Industrial Revolution, you've got husbands and wives working together Mm -hmm. to care for their families. And children know their dads. But then we started separating the dads from the wives and from Mm. their homes and from their children. And we called it progress and success. And then we have sons who don't respect their dads because they don't know them. And now we have it set up and it's so structured that in order for us to be somebody in America, we have to have families that are in ruins. Mm. So if we get back to the (laughs) scriptures, Mm -hmm. um, Stop it. Stop. Stop. I can't. All right. Go to the go back to the phone lines. I'm not with you today. I can't do this. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the Bible. The Bible will shave some stuff off of us, no matter where we are, or how we come to it. The Bible will shave some stuff off of us. All right. Where we go next. All right. Well, uh, let's go to Louise in Virginia. Hi, Louise. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Yes. I have a question. Mm-hmm. As being a mother, I'm glad you're talking about family today. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse my voice. My voice may go in and out. But okay. let me say this. Um, I, mother, wife of five, homeschool and Christian school. Mm-hmm. So I know back in the, I mean, do we did this back in the, um, 70s, 80s. Mm, mm. So we understand and we know clearly. But mm. this is this is what was not permitted there, and it 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 is calling our children kids. You know, we got this slang of calling mm. them kids, and that could that was not permitted in our Christian school. Mm. We had to speak the word because I suppose we were word of faith, and we believed that what the word said. Is what it means, and that death and life is in the power of the tongue, and that was expressed that they are children, and that's all they were called all the time is children. They never were called kids. And then another thing I want you to address. <laughs> Excuse me, please. Nothing wrong is this dumb horse <laughs> a little bit. Okay. But the, the fact of saying you guys to everybody the way our culture is now that women don't know that they're women men don't know that they're men children don't know who they are and they're sexist it's all confused and thrown upside down and we as christians should be the ones to straighten it out and if we say guys guys was always met as male and girls gals were the females so I don't know. Explain to me and get me straight on this. <laughs> get me straight now, cause hey, you know I'm in. 
I'm in the 70 plus now. Okay. So I need to get <laughs> All right. Thank you, Louise. Well, okay. So, so let me, let me say this. I have actually heard someone say before um, that when you say kids, you're talking about baby goats, I mm-hmm. think, or something like that. Yeah. And then they say, you wonder why our kids are so, you know, disobedient and so hard headed and because we're constantly calling them baby goats. I've heard that. Um, now, Sister Louise, I'm not sure that that's the reason. Okay. Um, I think because rebellion uh, rests in the human heart. That's why we deal with the, those kinds of things with our kids. Um, did you say 15? Yeah. The music was down. Sorry. Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Louise, I'm out of time. Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.